On this week's episode of Bungalore in the Bus, we talk about the top 10 stories of the year. Brendan learns about the Beeman Gum family. And a whole bunch of changes over at the Firestone building. Welcome back to another episode of Bungalore and the Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalore.com, your source for hyperlocal news. John is away again because he gets paid more than I do. He's having fun in the world. And uh, this week's co-host is Mr. Scotty Campbell. Hi, everybody. Hey, Scotty. Thanks for filling in again. No, it's my pleasure. Thanks for putting on <laughs> pants to come out in public. Uh, this week's episode is being recorded at... The Ivanhoe. It's a craft cocktail bar in Ivanhoe Village. Ivanhoe Craft Bar and Packy. Actually, you can. Uh, it's a package store as well. What's a package store? Well, you can come and buy your alcohol here. So it's a like a local liquor, store. It's a liquor shop where you drink fancy cocktails. Local liquor. And the liquor is like not the little bottles. It's like the big bottles for for bars. Right, right. Well, right, it's, well it's got all kinds of sizes over there. But most of them are a little bit larger. It's right next to Savoy. <laughs> Or right across from uh, M Lounge, which is that new rooftop bar that opened up. Yep. In the hood. So Ivan Hood. Hashtag. Hashtag Ivan Hood. So it's the end of the year, Scotty. It is. I noticed that. It's not up on I've us. I've got calendars at home. You got calendars? Yes. You're fancy. <laughs> Hashtag analog. <laughs> uh, we just did our top 10 stories of the year. Oh, what are they? Well, what do you think? What do you think people read the most on Bungalore? Uh, what they read the most on Bungalore House of the Day. House of the Day, you think that's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good guess. It's actually actually the most read thing is our event calendar. Oh, okay. We actually have. Uh, Thanks for getting out and doing stuff, guys. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Bungalows, for doing stuff. <laughs> it's one guy just clicking it at all. all the time. It's me. I just one keep very busy refresh. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, our our event calendar is based on a Facebook scrub. Everybody else has to import it by hand, like chumps. We have a program that will automatically upload them to the site straight from Facebook. Yep. So we just flag the cool people, curated lists of, of venues from around Orlando, and it will automatically put them up. And then I just approve them based on whether or not I, I think they're they're cool or not. <laughs> right. And if they're appropriate, because some people try to do dirty events. Uh, we we've got some dirty events on there. Uh-oh. Parliament House. Uh-oh. So, so, I, I feel oh. bad. We got some soccer mamas scrolling through our event calendar, and they're going to see some. Uh, those the, soccer moms harness. could use some Parliament House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So the most visited thing on our website was the calendar, and okay. behind that was just the main page, bungalore.com. Just visiting the main page. I like it. But after that, the first, the most clicked on thing this year was our Hurricane Irma coverage. Ah, and you did such a good job with that. Thanks, Scotty Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Was Scotty would know extensive. Scotty's my, my gay man, my gay boyfriend. Right. And during Hurricane Irma, he had to deal with me hotspotting on my phone. True. From the closet, that's right. on my laptop. Yeah, you, you were a little afraid. I was of, super of afraid, Irma. but I was like, uh, just hitting refresh on my Twitter feed and just updating that single post all night. And then I was hunkering down in the living room with Bernie, <laughs> our dog, and beer, and beer, you and a beer, book. the dog. You guys were not scared. We were not scared. But uh, we were experiencing that. But that's good to know that it, it seems like each year that I've been here. When there's a disaster or something happening, our disaster coverage people seem to be turning to. So I like it. Yeah. So your trusted source, bungalore.com. Right. We're not talking about like 
the the make believes around the things we're talking about, like the roads that are closed and how it's going to affect your commute to work the next day. And, yeah. And are you even allowed to leave your house right now? And well, so that's it, the kind of stuff we talk. It's about. important, you know. We we uh, not that long ago we went through the Pulse tragedy and we saw how people coming from outside of town right. sensationalize things. So it's important to get down to the story and. Uh, not to, I don't know, what would you do with Hurricane Irma, like, like essays on how scared you were instead of giving the facts? But. Sorry, I don't want to make light of what you're just talking about. I just had my first sip of my holiday Negroni from Ivanhoe yes, Bar and Yes, how Packy. was it? It's, uh, it's real good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little soapy. I'm having a Manhattan. Is, I'm not that adventurous tonight. Right. <laughs> but your pinky's up. Number two, number two. I live with my pinky up. Was the opening of Joysticks. Joysticks oh, wow. Orlando, All right. right. So joysticks. Wow, and that was that was in that. Whoa, right? Seems like it's been around for a while. That's Only crazy. this year, uh, they are located at Pine and Magnolia, they are. second floor. Yep. of the Mathers Building, historic Mathers Building. And yes, it, it's like a retro '80s arcade with '80s inspired cocktails. Right, you and can you can play arcade games for free. and have your adult beverages. Right, it's kind of like Bart, um, but but with a more expanded bar but bigger. menu. And yeah. actually, the and bigger, yeah, yeah. The owners used to be scenic designers for the parks. Scotty and they oh yeah so, so they kind of themed it out yeah, yeah so Scotty they made everything in there themselves yeah which is crazy there's like a Jedi room there's a Yoda hanging out uh, full size game characters they made everything themselves they have their own bathrooms it's <laughs> awesome I'm just <laughs> trying to contribute and if you don't know where that is it's this it's located just above the new Shots Orlando space that we've talked yes. about previously and it's right underneath the Mathers social gathering. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is the hot new bar it is. in town. Just uh, take out a loan before you go. <laughs> it's like 10 to 15 bucks a cocktail. It's expensive. But worth it. Yeah. I love it. So that was number two, the joysticks opening. Number three was the passing of Billy Mains. So that was uh, my, my goodbye letter to Billy. This has been a year now that we're recounting it. Yeah. Wow. Well, it happened this year. It hasn't right. been a year. No, I mean, right. this has oh, been, been a year. Oh, yeah, 2017. Yeah. Oh, you have been a year. <laughs> right. I, I see. I see what how a year you're using you your been. words there, Scotty Campbell. Yeah, I, I know. I, uh, you, would, you wouldn't know I was a writer. I didn't. I, yeah, right. So Billy Mains, <laughs> uh, the the Billy Mains with the shock of white hair. Yeah. Our our very own Gay Warhol. <laughs> dearly, dearly missed. Gone. Yeah. yeah. So R.I.P. Billy. Uh, number four was a story I did. This is so weird. The Pet Alliance was doing a roundup of rental properties where you're allowed to keep pets. Ah, and that was our fourth most read. Isn't that crazy? Fourth most read. That that doesn't surprise me at all. I always, whenever I go buy a rental property and no pets is on it, I just think how how dumb are you? We regularly do a rental roundup of homes that you can rent for under fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yep. And most of them, I would probably hazard at 60 to 70% don't allow pets. Wow. Uh, right? Which is yeah. crazy. That's um, crazy. But I get it. Kind of. I don't get it. Right? You're going to have to replace things anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Just keep you your, should replace yeah. things in between tenants. I think mostly we're seeing uh, places that have hardwood floors. Don't want dogs on them. Yeah. Uh, so things like that. But they're right, well, so they have a roundup. They have a it's a really cool resource. There's like a list of places that you can go to 
that will allow you to keep a pet. Thank you, Pet Alliance. Yeah, so, so check there before you rent. You pet Alliance. And then what is it? Burton, the number five, fifth most read story is uh, about Burton's being replaced by a new concept. Called Burtons. Burtons. <laughs> so. And if the Burtons people are listening, bring back pictures. I'm so annoyed by that. So annoyed. And, I, and actually, it, it, it changes my... If we were talking about going to Burtons, that's one of the things that changes it. Is it's they don't have pictures. With Ziploc First time we ice. went, the, the server made some snide comment about pictures. Get over it. Get pictures. My message to Burton's 2018. It's really, it's the boys who own The Woods, The Woods Bar downtown. Yeah. Super cool. I love them. I think yep. they're great. I've met them a few times. And that's a cool place. They're working on getting a food, like a little restaurant right next door, which was I supposed so. to be gnarly barley, <laughs> but they won't answer my phone call. So who Next knows? door to Burton's? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was also supposed to be for a while this like tail, a uh, place where you could get food to tailgate and that never happens so something needs to happen there it's a cool little space people keep backing out and so i don't yeah. and i don't know what's up because it's a great spot as soon right. as you open it like it it's a missing piece puzzle piece in the thornton park crawl, it is right it is i think it should be a poutinery a poutinery i like this right why are so you telling like French awesome ideas on the air where and i just want them to happen where people will just, just steal the ideas i vibrate them out to the world we could totally do this oh, we right. can get some like frozen fries from Publix <laughs> and put some gravy on them and what we have a poutinery what do you think the sixth most click story was uh this year wow i don't know i can't guess burton's closing <laughs> <laughs> so we were, after 80 years it was so burton's wasn't right Burton's that we just talked about being replaced was the fifth most people were more excited to hear about what was going in it sure than it closing which is great sure. we have an optimistic well, we were all worried that you know it was gone forever right yeah but it's not so it closed the fact that it was closing after 80 years of business people freaked out yeah but not as much as when they found out what was going in it number seven seven orlando has baby goat yoga <laughs> no, come yes. on. At Wildflower Farms. No. It's more like Eastern Orlando. Lordy. Uh, a little bit outside of our coverage area, but I had to do it because baby goat yoga. And you, you know the uh is this so this is a thing with animals now, right? With the yoga with animals because yeah. uh Orlando Museum of Art did a with yoga dogs. with dogs and yeah. I was going to do puppy yoga. We could, our dog, we could just not. No. It just wouldn't happen. No. He would be in our face. I've done he a couple would, times and he like sits on the mat. Yeah. yeah. He's excited about yoga. He just <laughs> doesn't want to cooperate. Poor Bernie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yoga. If you're, if you're interested in trying to do yoga around animals, it's almost impossible. You can check out Goats. at Wildflower Farms. And you can try to do baby goat yoga. Just it books, careful books where you quick. do downward dog. That's where, all. <laughs> the upward goat. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it is now. Uh, number eight was Frankenstein's. Remember mm. Frankenstein's? Being changed to Magnolia Market. Yeah. Into yeah. The food hall. So now they I have. I love it. I miss Frankenstein's, but I do love this new, uh, what they've I'm done with it. I'm surprised they don't have like a Frankenstein's hot dog option in there somewhere. Oh, that'd be fun. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're going to have to send an email to Pete Downing, who's the owner, and say, hey, yo, 
Yo, get us a hot dog vendor. We want in there. wieners. We want wieners. <laughs> so we, that's become like our go-to whenever we go to see something at Dr. Phillips Center. The past two times right. we've gone there. Get the market yeah. at Magnolia because you can just hop over. You hop over, and you've got more than one choice. So yeah. you're with people who so you know. Poke somebody bowl can place. have pizza, and somebody can have. Is sandwiches. it gnarly barley? Gnarly barley does the gnarly food. barley, and then yeah, there's yeah. the pizza place, and then there's a bar with with an awesome selection of beers. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah. where Jimmy from Hammered Lamb, the great bartender, Jimmy. works sometimes. Shout right? out to Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. And then number nine was Orlando voting for the new flag. Oh, goodness. Right? Remember that? Remember when we had that other it flag? It has been a year. It looked like a ponytail. It was quite a, that was quite a controversial happening. And, and I think we've already like forgotten the controversy and you just see the flag everywhere. It's a lesson. There's a lesson there. I love you hated it, but somebody made a walrus representation of the flag. They changed the new flag into a walrus. Yeah. And I think it's so funny. Why would you do that? Because he can, Scotty. Because you have a lot of time on your hands that could be used for better use, like picking up litter or something. Right. <laughs> Which we do. We do. Yeah. I try to do a different neighborhood every week. It's been, I think it's been two and a half weeks since I went out. You, in our neighborhood alone, it could keep you busy. Grab my pickle bucket, pick up trash, and yep. peep in people's windows. Pickle bucket from Heart Firehouse. What is that? Five bucks? Sure. One and buck. then it goes to, what? what's that? One buck. Isn't it three bucks? Uh, oh, maybe three bucks. Three bucks. And the three bucks goes to their fund that helps out uh, the, the families of the firefighters. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, the 10th most read story of the year. Bum, ba, da, <laughs> drum roll. I can't do it. My was tongue is not doing a drum roll. the demolition of the former Sears building at Fashion Square Mall. Oh. And you know, that's like, I didn't realize until after that whole thing happened that that was actually kind of, it, the building wasn't historic, but that was historic in its placement in, in the history of Orlando. One of the first Sears in town. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the, it, well, it was the first Sears. The first Sears in yeah, Orlando. I guess there was one in Altamont at some point, right? But sure. that was in the Altamont Mall. Okay. But, I mean, I didn't realize... I don't think any, many people realize that Fashion Square actually had that kind of history, um, that that corner. Such a sad... What just happened there? The, the bowling place just closed mm. in, uh, in Fashion Square. I didn't hear that. That's awful. Strike out, strike out bowling. Yeah. Yeah, they closed no notice. Just, like, shuttered their, their ops. Uh, but they hadn't updated their Facebook since April. There you go. Right? I'll do it's it. It's always a sign. It's a Thumbs sign. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm, and I'm sad because I like this. I like what they have going on where they're yeah. repurposing things. And they have the the uh, entrepreneur school is there. And, and uh, I, I, I just I'd like to see it, you know, I'd like to see it flourish. But probably it'll be leveled owners. and make multi-use places where people can live john made fun of me a couple episodes ago ago scotty because we tried to do i find it really hard to keep up with what's happening at fashion square so i'm not touching it that's my response <laughs> his response yeah and it's was, slightly out of the you coverage the, area you right? write the news not really it's in koi town we write oh. koi town uh almost audubon park koi town sure uh I've never seen any fish there. No, no, nope. Don't be coy. Don't be. Oh, it's just about being <laughs> Don't shy. Don't be coy about the fish. <laughs> uh, so I haven't. I, I'm not touching it, but we write about it every once in a while, just because. You know, like they just got bought by Bar Corp, I think is what it's called. Sure, but they're going to probably sell it again. To somebody else. Just they're just buying it to it. like. It's yeah. a fixer upper. <laughs> it's a fixer. <laughs> Flip it. Yeah. <laughs> Flip it and reverse it. 
<laughs> What's that Missy Elliott song? Flip it and reverse it. I no. I don't. Uh, I'm, not like cool. I'm not that cool. Talking to a freaking wall, Scott. Where's John? Where <laughs> Where's my Manhattan? At? He doesn't know either. Um, John doesn't know where he is. Yeah, so they're closed. And then, can we talk about this this one blood documentary? Oh, I've I've heard about. it. I haven't got a chance to to watch it. Okay, so one blood is like that group that handled most of the blood donations during Pulse. Right. Right? I think they're the only blood donation place It was place on the town. news quite a bit because there were, there were like people lined up for hours. Yeah, because that was like the first response I that people could do during Pulse was like, oh, we can donate blood. And then yes. it was, oh, now we can donate water and snacks to people. Right. And then there was like piles of crud, you know, <laughs> to like that people could go grab while they were in line to donate blood. Piles of crud, Brendan. It was. It was weird. It was like pinatas and stuff. It didn't make any sense. It was oh, just like I didn't know this. I thought they had like oh, granola bars. I knew there was water in granola just bars. Like, okay, like I, I forgive you for being facetious. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. Hold that against <laughs> me for the rest of the day. Uh, we don't have much time, Scotty. So well, then I guess you quick. should wrap up your your thought then. Uh, one Blood has launched a documentary, which is really more like an infomercial about the role they play during Pulse and the importance of donating blood. Sure. And it's going to be aired on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then it'll go national. And they already had the uh, premiere at Dr. Phillips in, I want to say, June or July. And people Did you raved. see it? I've seen the trailer. We yeah. just shared the trailer on bungalore.com. So if you want to see, get kind of the feel about it. I you just wonder if they cover there. the issue of uh, gay people not being able to get blood. They didn't, but Monivette Codero at the Orlando Weekly did a great piece about it, and we link to it in our piece on bungalore.com, and you can check it out and see what you had to say. Awesome. And let's come back. I think there's so much more to say about this. We, we have to cut away right now for break. Obviously, another cocktail's our, being made. To hear from our <laughs> episode sponsor, and uh, we'll come right back after the break. This week's sponsor is the Sustainability Symposium 2018 Champions of Change coming to Orlando on January 8th, presented by Green Builder Media and the City of Orlando. And here to talk about it is Chris Castro, the Sustainability Director of the City of Orlando. Hey there. You know, we're really excited about this upcoming event that's happening. It's our second uh, annual Sustainability Symposium that we've partnered with Green Builder Media on. And our, our whole effort is to you know, to really set the stage for the coming year, to really talk about some of the some of the exciting opportunities that we have as a city and um, as a society to to build a more sustainable future. Um, and as everybody's been questioning this in this time of environmental and political uncertainty, we need an all hands on deck effort um, in order to achieve a better future and to address some of the challenges that we're all facing and that's really what the symposium is about it's, it's about offering and sharing ideas um, inspiring people for positive action and proactively implementing solutions that will facilitate the transition to a cleaner economy and a more sustainable future in Orlando and you have a whole panel of world-class experts coming to talk about what they do, right? We do, yeah. So, and we're we're extremely honored and excited to welcome Paul Hawken, longtime uh, uh, fan of Paul's, and he's considered to be one of the, mo- the, the, the kind of the fathers of the sustainability movement. He has a recent book that came out called Drawdown, which offers 
what's considered the most comprehensive plan for reversing global warming, uh, climate change, and specific solutions for tackling uh, those challenges. We also have Jeremy Rifkin, who's an economist, a futurist, and uh, the author of a lot of really incredible uh, pieces, including The Third Industrial Revolution. Uh, Jeremy is basically the, the godfather of energy efficiency, uh, has been, and, and really believes that buildings are the key to transforming our current energy and economic paradigm. So he's, he's going to provide a lot of insights on the built environment and parallels to the work that the city of Orlando has been doing to drive efficiency and clean energy there. Uh, and welcoming back We'll, of course, have Mayor Dyer, uh, which I'm extremely excited, talking about Greenworks and the work that we're doing. Uh, Governor Martin O'Malley, uh, former governor of Maryland and has been uh, an advocate for smart cities. And uh, Laura Turner Seidel, who's uh, the media mogul Ted Turner's daughter, but also the chair of the Captain Planet Foundation uh, out of the city of Atlanta. You had me at Captain Planet, Chris. Yes. Where is this taking place? This will be taking place at the University of Central Florida main campus on Monday, January 8th, and it's an all-day event. It's something that we're welcoming all types of uh, existing sustainability professionals, elected officials, uh, public servants, even students who are interested in kind of getting involved in the green economy. I believe there's a special code that students can use to get a ticket, right? Yes, you can use a promotional code STUDENT to get a significant discount, uh, uh, bringing the ticket price down to $50 for the entire day, and that will include uh, lunch, uh, drinks, and beverage throughout the entire day as well. All right. That means cocktails and networking happening after the event. That's true. It's uh, Where can people get their tickets? Where can they find out more? You can uh, essentially Google search Sustainability Symposium 2018, and you'll certainly find it there. Or you can go to greenbuildermedia.com slash champions of change, uh, and you'll see that uh, you, know, you can go through that to get your ticket. We also wrote about it on bundler.com and there's a video catch up of everything that happened last at last year's symposium which we also attended and loved. Uh, Chris, what are some other exciting things that are happening here in Orlando in the coming year? Yeah, I mean, we have a really an exciting 2018 ahead of us. There's a lot of momentum we've built in 2017. And starting January 1st, uh, as you probably heard earlier this year, we are officially going to be going 100% renewable energy for both City Hall and all 17 fire stations starting January 1st. And we're tapping into the new OUC Community Solar Farm. Whoa. Uh, we're working on expanding more recycling in public parks in the downtown core so you'll see a lot more recycling bins coming down all the major uh, streets in downtown and uh, some more big news about recycling coming probably more like Q2 of this coming which year. Which we know about and Chris has promised us an exclusive on bungalore.com because <laughs> we promise not to talk about it until then. <laughs> and uh, the last I'd say is the Paramore Farmers Market which will open January 6th at the Orlando City Soccer Stadium. It's two days before this symposium and we're extremely excited to partner with Orlando City Soccer uh, to launch this effort in Paramore to be a historic day. Uh, we'll have a lot of music, we'll have arts, we'll have over 20 different, 20 to 25 different vendors and uh, really a great time for you to, to join the community. Alright, so thanks Chris, thank you for sponsoring this week's episode of Bungalore in the Bus and I hope everybody can go check out the Sustainability Symposium January 8th at the UCF campus. Thanks Brendan. Welcome back to Bungalore in the Bus, and I just want to say thanks again to this episode's sponsor, the Sustainability Symposium 2018 and Green Builder Media for 
check for helping us out and you want to make sure that if you are interested in sustainability efforts and helping change the world then you need to check out their event that's happening january 8th at the dr philip or at the ucf campus there you go and you can also go to bungalore.com there there is an article about it on bungalore.com if you or you can just re- re-listen to that segment if you want yeah like on repeat thanks chris castro Thanks, and Chris. so before the break, we were talking about the One Blood documentary. We were. We were. Do you remember? I didn't get you to tell you what it's called. It's called Lifeline, the tragedy, or sorry, the untold story of saving the pulse survivors. And it's directed, That's a long title. It's gigantic. And it's <laughs> yeah. directed by one of the executives of One Blood, Susan Forbes. Okay. And it'll be up on December 31st if you want to watch it. Great. And I'm just going to put it there. We'll just leave it there. Because I have some things to say. <laughs> I already had some it. things to say. <laughs> feel a little weird? I, I appreciate it. them telling their their story. But I, I, I do want to... Uh, and I know it's not about the local chapter. But, but they have to figure this whole thing out with uh, gay blood. And they, they during, right. during the Pulse tragedy, it came up. And there were, there were people just Let's lying again, Scotty, in order to be able to, to Scotty, help. can you just say again what like what's the problem... People might not know who are listening. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. So people who are gay, I guess, who, specifically men. Who men. have had I'm sorry. sex with men in the right. past year are not, are not to al- give, able to get blood. Yes. And before that, it was if you've ever had sex with men. And in all fairness, there are some restrictions on, you know, if you've been to visit a certain country within a certain amount of years and that right. sort of thing. But the one that doesn't make any sense because after they take the blood, they test it anyway. To make sure it's all kosher, uh, that doesn't make sense to, to have that. Monivet Cadero's great article in Orlando Weekly that we were talking about before the break, she talks about it, and it was actually lifted, and they changed it the ban to for that year interim. If you haven't had sex in a year with another man, then you can give blood. But when people showed up during Pulse at, at One Blood, they were not allowed. They were turned away because that facility was not able to like test quickly enough or something they didn't have the things that they needed on site to abide by the new rules which has since oh, changed but they were turning people away just in general anyone who said that they'd had sex with another man they were turned away which was crazy That's which is what it why it meant so much i don't want to downplay the people giving blood because the fact that gay people couldn't respond to the shooting at a gay club by giving their own blood were turned away because they were not because gay blood is right and a health hazard the point being though it then that's great information that's more nuanced than i that i realize but the point is uh in relation to this documentary that if this is truly a documentary and not just a promotional then it should cover that so let's find out let's find out i would love to know and if they don't talk about it then that's why i call it more of like a promotional video. An infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll not see. to downplay because it's also great that people donate blood. I know it blood. is. I agree. I wish I could donate blood. I'm sipping my, my hat I'm now. a big homo and I can't. So let's talk about something nicer. Uh, did you hear about this? This We don't. We write about real estate all the time because it's part of like this three-pronged thing on Bungalore. Live, work, play. Right? <laughs> And real estate. And real estate. Well, live. That's part of the live. Oh, the live? Yeah. Um, it's real estate. You got to know I don't think of living live. as real estate, but okay. You got to find out where to live. You yeah. talk about neighborhoods yeah. and the cool places to live and what's available. 
that's my that's my way to convince you is to raise my voice at you. <laughs> <laughs> and so somebody yeah. sponsored a house listing with us. That's one thing. If you have a listing that you need to get out there, we'll write about it. So let me know. And it's like 250 bucks. I'll write about it. We'll share it with our people. Everybody on Bungalore <laughs> likes to read about new buildings. This recent one was the Crescent House. It has a name. Yeah, it's a really cool house. It's, I, I saw that Because it's on here. literally shaped like a half moon. Yep. And it's located in College Parks. Do you know where the Palomar neighborhood is? I, yeah, sure. It's kind of historic. It's like on the southeastern part of Lake Fairview. But they have a little lake called Lake Daniel. Little Lake Danny. It was built in <laughs> 1957 by a celebrity architect. Right. Ernst, Ernst Strap. Yep. And he's from Vienna, and he ran away from Austria in 1938 because he was fleeing the Nazis. He was literally in school for architecture and got kicked out of school for being Jewish. They kicked him out of school. That was before anything crazy started to happen. Crazier started to happen. Right. And then they fled. His whole family fled here. And he got a degree in architecture and design, I believe, from Columbia. And then came to Orlando in 56 and built this house in 57. And he's responsible. He became he made his name building high rises for senior citizens. Like all the ones that you think of. the Lake Lucerne. Lu- yeah. Lake Lucerne Tower. Lucerne Tower, right? Magnolia. Uh, Calvary over behind Four River Steak. What is Four River Smokehouse? Um, Kinneret. Kinneret Tower. So, like, all of those things he built, and he's responsible for it. So, he built this beautiful uh, crescent-shaped house, and it's so cool. You can see from one end to the other. It's perfect for entertaining. You can look out over the lake and a pool in the backyard. Um, you know, that's, like, to me, that's so telling that the, these are, like, awesome, you know, uh, centrally located, uh, awesome facilities for folks who are, are in their retirement years and it's telling to me that somebody from Europe designed was the one them. who designed them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I do too. What a cool way that he just had that stamp. He stamped and affected Orlando's skyline. Absolutely. And the way that people can live with dignity in their later le- later years. Absolutely. And so and actually this is a flip. Someone who originally bought the house before this recent flip of the home, they were trying to flip it themselves in 2003 but they gave up because it was so much work because there was an older couple that lived in there and they had a parrot that just like flew around in the house and just like did its thing and it pooped everywhere Uh, and they just were like it's too much work we can't flip it but the recent person (laughs) who flipped it who like put all the work into it it is beautiful it is is beautiful and uh I want it so bad. Thank you for the weird parrot story. But I can't afford it. Well, I wanted to give everybody a holistic picture, Scotty. Right. There might be pieces of parrot poop in the Crescent House. (laughs) (laughs) But if we live there, you could be like the man on the moon. No, I I would totally live there, but it's over 600... It's true. 600K. Guys, I got to apologize. I'm full of Negroni. This craft cocktail just kicked me in the face <laughs> what's next up <laughs> lake alerts a lot of lake alerts i saw that two two lake alerts uh lake pine lock and lake winya have both been exposed to poop great high high poop alert and you'll see more of this as we continue to develop and quote 
progress, unquote. Both of these were caused by blockages in aging infrastructure. Yep. And the way that that's dealt with is they flow, any overflow goes directly into the stormwater system and into the nearest lake. And then the stormwater division has to watch and monitor to make sure that it's okay. Uh, Pine Lock is in Soto and Lake, like at Orange and Michigan. Is that it? Michigan is in Soto? I always get that confused with Washington. Yeah, no, Michigan. Washington's in Thornton Park. And Lake and, and downtown. And then Lake Winya, which is by the hospital. Yeah. Was also exposed. But they the Lake Winya has since been lifted, but I would still not go swimming. Yeah, that's pretty you. much uh unfortunately Orlando's lakes period. I would not go swimming in them. Do you and know Lake Highland used to be the drinking water source for all of Orlando? When, and Lake Highland is still one of the cleaner lakes in Orlando. That's why I like when I see people fishing there. Yeah. There's a, there's a good fishing crew that hangs out at Lake Highland. It's also where we used to store our canoe. <laughs> under one of the, the trees. canoe's still there. Which tree is it under? Go look. <laughs> Treasure hunt, bungalore.com. Uh, there's two commercial. Actually, since we're talking about Lake Highland, just up the street on Brookhaven, at Brookhaven in Virginia, there's two massive commercial lots for sale. Yeah, one of them's really cool. Which one? Uh, that one that's right on the corner of Brookhaven in Virginia that used to be, well, I guess it still is right now, the ele- Electrician's Union. IBU. Yeah, it's got a great, I mean, so uh, hopefully somebody will just buy that and use the building because it's a cool building in and of itself. But, oh, it's wait, what happen. are you, you going to tell me? It's not going to happen. I just think it's it's got that, well, as is, it's one of the biggest parking lots on Virginia. It is. And parking is at a premium already it is that yeah it's a very because we just keep like letting businesses keep opening <laughs> yeah and there's nowhere to park and we live and i think the theory there. is that people will from the neighborhoods will go to those businesses instead of people driving but people are crazy so they're like you know they're all if, if it's two blocks spots. away they'll drive to it yeah. it's ridiculous you see that like that hideaway bar there's yeah. nobody those are all people driving there yeah right ridiculous uh, so this uh, that Electric Union's building is right between Santiago's Bodega and 1010 Brewing, facing Virginia. And then behind that on Brookhaven, I believe it was like a flower place. I can't remember. Yep, it is. It's like uh, Keepsake or something like that. Keepsake Floral? Yeah. That sounds right. Um, They, where is it? That's at 724 Brookhaven. Also for sale. And so it's three that buildings. Plot. There's three separate buildings on that lot. But isn't it doesn't include that field that's next to it, right? It does which not is include the field, field, yeah, which is zoned to be a parking lot. There was a Virginia Drive corridor study that the city initiated yeah. to see what sort of improvements should happen to make it more habitable in the future. And then those, so that whole corner of Brookhaven that curves up towards the eastern edge, right up towards Virginia. Yep where we're talking about absolutely is zoned they really want high density like townhomes and stuff and mixed use stuff there um which is interesting because it backs right up to the orlando urban trail and then there's the grocer right across the street brewery restaurants so i i find it interesting go ahead so you think that's that that's a good spot for that sort of density i didn't say good i just said i find it interesting I find it interesting too, but but in terms of transportation, the only thing that you mentioned 
uh, that has anything to do with making density a viable idea is the urban trail. There's no bus route. There's um, no bus. Well, you're the, a long way away from SunRail. So the links, the links connector is supposed to be going along Virginia. Yeah, and, and that's a great idea, right? But also, we've been talking about it for about for seven, eight time. years. Yeah, yeah. So when? I don't know. You know. <laughs> And, and, and actually, in that time, I mean, I don't know if you have any updated information, but in that time, uh, when, when I was working with Ivanhoe Village, six years ago, we were doing collecting information, doing surveys, that sort of thing. But I haven't heard a whole lot about it since then. About that connector? The connector. Uh, it sounds like an Ask Bungalore. <laughs> I thought Which, I was talking to Bungalore, but okay. <laughs> we have a feature, an ongoing feature called Ask Bungalore. A lot of our readers will, if the you have a question about the community that you live in, something that you see on your commute, you can write into me and I will check it out for you. It's it's just like Dear Abby, just not as scandalous. Dear, it should be Dear Bungalore, not Ask Bungalore. Oh, <laughs> Dear Bungalore. Dear Bungie. <laughs> Dear Bungie. <laughs> <laughs> so we had four this week. Which is crazy. A lot of people don't know, even if I write about an Ask Bungalore, there's probably like two more that week that I didn't write about, but I still helped somebody hunt down an answer. Right. Because I live on my computer. Research, right? Uh, <laughs> he does. I do. I live there. And I just, and we love connecting dots for people. We're all about plugging people into the communities they live in. If you have a question about something that's happening, we're a resource for you to find out what that is. Right, what is happening? And so, some of the my some of the ones that happened this week was uh, Amelia Street was someone was like, "Hey, Brendan, what's up with that? Why doesn't Amelia Street connect all the way through Magnolia?" Do you know what we're talking about? Amelia runs parallel to Robinson. Yes. And as you come up behind the courthouse, you can't drive across Magnolia. You have to like merge, sure, into Magnolia and then go back around. Yeah. And it's because when it was first built, when the courthouse was built, the city put in this little blockage to keep commuters, to keep people from cutting through Lake Eola Heights. I, I love that. Right? I knew you would. I would, I would like, I'd like to see that more often happen in Orlando. But you know what? You're only going to see those in neighborhoods that have a high property value. You would never see the city invest something like that. No, no, no. Because we, uh, we live over in... Uh, and in, in uh, the Lake Highland area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, the road that we're on is a road that uh, <laughs> they actually I found out by we're accident out that they actually planned for that to be. They don't call them cut throughs; they call them relief streets. That's the politically correct term. Yeah. So as part of the plan for people to cut through on that road, which is yes, like the street that's behind. If you're driving. Down Colonial, and then behind Sam Flax. What's the street that runs along behind all the Asian businesses? Is that Concord? I cut down there all the time. That's a relief street, and that's great because then you don't have to be stuck in traffic for another fifteen minutes. The right. problem is you shouldn't have single-family homes stuck between an artery road and a relief road. That's insane. But that's where we are, and we're giving too much away, and I don't want people to know where we live. Well, also, but that road that you're talking about that we use, that is uh, that that is the case with that road. Yes. So Also the case where they changed Alden Road. But I challenge you listeners to find a traffic calming blockage uh, like that in a neighborhood that's not white and affluent. 
tell me right now. If you have it, tag us in it, tweet it at us, at Orlando Bungalore. I would love to hear it. It's just like College Park stopped I-4 Ultimate from putting another retention pond in their district because they have capped it. College Park has capped FJOT from placing any more <laughs> service retention ponds in their neighborhood. There's no other neighborhood that could do that. True. And it's because College Park. Another Ask Bungalore we had was uh, someone wanted to know about Summerlin being closed at Summerlin and South. And it's because of a drainage, a drainage improvement that's being put in. Okay. We write about it. We just told him. He was like, hey, man, what's up with this? I looked it up and I told him because hashtag. So why would you why would you not just then write about it? Because don't other people have that question? It's supposed to be lifted today or Saturday. Uh, This is old news. This was like two days ago. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't valid for people to know about it. People get worked up and then it's already gone. You could have tweeted. You could have tweeted. That's the way uh, you can actually make laws now by tweeting. So you could. Uh, the Beeman Gum House, which turned out into one of my Beeman, favorite. so you learned all about the, the Beeman Gum folks, Beeman gum. Being their history here. So this woman was like, hey, on my jogging route, I see this gum house in Audubon Park. What's the story? And I was like, I don't know what the crud you're talking about, lady. Well, you know, your yoga pants are too tight. So I checked it out, and it turns out to be Beeman's Gum, owned by Edwin Beeman. Uh, who invented it, he he left this estate to his son, also Edwin Beeman, who bought the San Juan Hotel. And he's amazing. And he bought this gorgeous, it looks like a dollhouse. It was used as a casino or like a boarding house for, for little kids. It was haunted. Uh, oh, what's it? It's got a whole story. <laughs> there used to be a citrus orchard. Orchard. And now there's a there's a whole neighborhood named after him, Beeman Park, in Absolutely. the middle of Audubon Park. But he's one really of the county. one of the celebrities in uh, the Greenwood Cemetery as well, right? He is yeah. John Price, our friend, the sexton, yeah, yeah. who has story time with John Price occasionally here on this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, immediately tweeted, he's be- he's buried here in the beautiful Greenwood Cemetery, and then said, "Duh, yeah." <laughs> oh man, we're running out of like time, so I got I got to keep going. Okay, uh, let's let's skip the rest of the ass bungalows. Iron Cow is now open in the Milk District. It is. We took a visit. A two-year process by the sandwich bar owner, Matthew Scott, uh, has now culminated in a the largest new warehouse-slash-bar-slash-cafe restaurant in Milk District. Yep. And it's great. Yep. <laughs> no, I think uh, piece, I well, no. I think well, here here are three things I have to they're say. They're in a very soft if you're gonna opening. do if you they are in a very soft opening. But if you're gonna do food, do food, and they have to do food for legal reasons. So just do food. Second, um, it's boring inside, um, and also then the third <laughs> is I eventually where are all these people going to park? And nobody's thought about There's that. A That's a really behind. big spot. It is a big spot. They they do have a lot. They have have a big lot, but then everybody everybody uh, along that strip is trying to use the big lot. Parking, lots, you know? parking, parking. That's all you talk about, Scotty. Crazy. Hey, let's talk about venue five seventy eight. Uh, changing face again. I hear. So it was Firestone. Oh, not face, but internal. Firestone. What was it before that? Was it always been Firestone? Firestone. What well, was a Firestone? You could actually get your car fixed there back in the day. <laughs> Um, and then it became, and then uh, they—I don't know if they were actually. 
Firestone was in the name, but for legal reasons, they couldn't call it Firestone. And I don't know what else. I don't know what. It's been several different names. So What's happening there? It was Firestone, then he changed it to Venue 578, which is a reference to their address, 578 North Orange. Creative. Very creative. Uh, I wrote about that when I worked for Orlando Weekly back in the day. Now, it's actually, they have the compound behind it as well, uh, which used to be home to Brink, which was downtown's, it was like a gay bar, the only gay bar downtown a couple of years ago. And then Club Nocturnal, which was a very brief after hours bar experiment, which did not turn out. Uh, at 47 West Amelia, another Amelia reference in this episode. Now they will become Odd Jobs, Black Star, and Vanguard. Vanguard is the new name for the Firestone space. It is currently being completely gutted and rebuilt. It looks like the exterior is going to stay the same except for It has to, I believe. It's a historic building, yes. so I think they have to keep the shell. Yeah. Uh, but I know they have to go through the appearance review process for their sign. That's going to stay the same. We put the plans up on bungalore.com. Yep. You can check out what we're talking about. Uh, this is actually big because it's a huge entertainment complex. Each one of those venues could hold at least 300 people. Yeah. Which is huge. That's it great. Huge. They're each going to have their own stage. I want to hear the, the story behind all those names. Odd Jobs. and uh, Black Star, I think, is in reference to a band that actually played their... Or is it in reference to David Bowie? <laughs> Odd Jobs is actually going to be helmed by uh, Tommy Mott from Milk District, who has since closed his space space bar, closed out of necessity, and then moved over <laughs> to downtown to open to help them launch this new space. Yeah, Vanguard. I have no idea where the name comes from. They're not answering my call, Scotty. So who knows? We've only. We've only got a couple more seconds. I want to say we're doing a roundup this weekend for our New Year's events and the places that the best places to check out for New Year's. We're also trying to get some promotional codes so you can get some discounts for your those last minute planners out there who don't have tickets yet. Our best bet right now is Celine Orlando. Celine, this brand new place. That's going to be so cool. That's where we're going. Spot by the Mathers Orlando boys. Uh, check it out. We have a video online which is blowing up. And thanks for tuning in for another episode of Bungalore and the Bus, this time with Bungalore and Scotty. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Scotty. Bye.